You're listening to the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener in our Jersey studio. We have John McAlevey on the line. It's the stretch run for Rutgers and Seton Hall. We'll get into a very important week for both programs right after this. LG Insurance Agency is where we shop seven insurance carriers and you work with a professional agent to help you get the best pricing and value out of your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is a destination for all your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast, and the backbone of the show is with us, John McAlevey. How you feeling, Johnny? Doing well, Steve. Been a couple, rough couple of months here for the kid, but we're uh, we're rolling around again, and we're this is the best time of year, especially for a college basketball junkie like myself. We are uh, we're ready for the home stretch, and let's get this thing going. Yeah, especially in New Jersey, right? It's been a great season, Rutgers and Seton Hall and other teams as well. We'll get into Princeton. We'll get into Monmouth. We'll talk about some other programs as well. St. Peter's also. Yeah, St. Peter's is absolutely. It. But listen, I mean, it's just been a great season for uh, for both programs, Rutgers and Seton Hall, that is. So they do take up a lot of our time, obviously. And, you know, we'll start with Rutgers with one of the most complete games of the season at the rack against Illinois. I mean, they were just the best half of basketball I've seen them play all season long. And, you know, I, I've said this before, and I've mentioned it in a couple of shows that, you know, we were, I was talking about them needing to have that reliable score at the end of the game. And if, if Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker play the way they played in the second half of that game at the rack on Saturday, they're going to be a very difficult team to beat. So they really stepped up, especially, I mean, Harper was, uh, Harper was amazing that night. No doubt. That was a career game for him. It was almost like everything he was putting up was going in. He's got that, you know, you talk about, we talked last week with Matt when we had him on, uh, about Seton Hall has that go-to guy in Miles Powell, someone that can make an outside shot when you need to. And Rutgers has a couple guys, you know, not quite in his in his caliber, but guys that can make jump shots when there's a short clock. And both of those guys can do that. They can create their own shot. They're long. They can create some space, and they can make a jump shot. A lot of teams have have players that you know, and offenses that need to be scoring out of transition because they don't have guys in the half court that can break people down and, and make shots. Rutgers has a couple guys that can do that. And they both showed it uh, in the big win over Illinois. And I said, listen, we, we know about their defense. It's definitely an elite defense when they're on They're They're fantastic. I mean, sometimes they're off. You can't bring it every time. I mean, they had a rough first half against Ohio state at Ohio state. And then they came back in that game, but I've said this all along, the offensive end of things. I mean, most of the teams that they're playing are simply better shooters. They're better shooting teams. So that's the challenge for them down the stretch, and especially on the road. And I know I've made the point in the past, and that is is that they really need to have that reliable score down the stretch, that trio of scores. If it's going to be Ron Harper Jr., Geo Baker, and uh, Akwazi Yaboa, someone like that, that at the end of the game that they can count on, the scoring by committee can work. And they're they're playing good team basketball. But you know, once you get down to you know a critical point, 
in the season and a critical possession, especially away, you've got to have that guy you can count on. Now, let's look at the Northwestern game. I mean, they were laying an egg there at the rack. And, you know, as Geo Baker stepped up and just took over the game. And, I mean, Geo Baker's not on the court. They don't win that game. So, uh, you know, and Geo has been, you know, off and on. He's coming off an injury. So what can you expect from him? You know, the hope is that he's back and and can be that kind of guy at, at the end of the game that they can lean on. And then Ron Harper Jr. Now, look, can you expect him to put in 27, 29 a night? Come on. Um, you know, you, you can't expect that. But uh, to just see some consistent play from him and just being a reliable scorer down the stretch is very important for this team moving forward, especially if they're looking to get that road win. Now, they're, you know, they're 18 and 8. 17 and 0 at home. They've been amazing at the rack, but again, they had their struggles. One and six on the road. And and the, you know, look, a big, big game against Michigan at the rack. But to expect them to go perfect at home, I mean, I'm not even expecting that. They can trip up at some point here. I mean, but yeah. but we, we but we have to see because there's still implication. I mean, they're, they're they're by no means a lock for for the tournament. I mean, they're in the NIT. But the bottom line yeah. is at this point for a Rutgers fan, if they don't go to the dance, it will be disappointing only because of the, that carrot was dangled in front of us. So sure. at this point, you sure. want to see Rutgers finish. Absolutely. And you bring up, you know, they're 18 and 0 or 17 and 0 at home. I mean, it's unbelievable that, that stretch that they were doing. Well, that's going to be tested here with their last two home games because um, Michigan, which started out the season on fire under Juwan Howard, then sort of went into the doldrums is back on fire again. They've, they've won a bunch of games yeah. in a row. They've beaten some impressive teams. They will be making their second foray into the tri-state area to play Rutgers. Remember they had a quote unquote home game at Madison square right. garden a couple of weeks ago. And now, now they'll get a taste of, uh, and that was a good, there was a good Rutgers contingency that went over there. There was a lot of red, at, uh, at MSG. Well, now they're going to get a taste of what the rack is all about and how loud that place is. Mm-hmm. I was texting with our good friend, uh, uh, Jimmy Playtech, because I don't know if you know where his seats are. He sits right on the floor, right okay. across from the Rutgers bench. And so I always, uh, when I watch the games, I look at the back of his head and I'm jealous. He hasn't lost any of his hair. So I'm texting him and he said, Johnny, I can't even hear myself in here. It's so loud. And uh, it's something that he's been used to being a Rutgers grad, but Michigan will get a taste of that uh, this coming Wednesday. And then their final game uh, on March 3rd will be uh, the Terps come to town. And and at the moment they're ranked number seven in the country. So there's a lot, uh, there's a lot that they're going to have to earn to win these last two games, but it would be nice to steal a road game before that's over with. Oh, and I'll be at the house for both those games. I missed the Illinois game. I was bummed about that. I had too much going on at the brewery. So I, I missed that, but uh, it'd be, uh, it's going to be really exciting. And, you know, Michigan's a tough team because they can shoot John and, and, you know, at the garden, they were just spotting up those threes, corner threes, a lot of corner threes. I think one of the plans against Rutgers against that defense is to spread them out and listen, if yeah. the open three, take the open three and bombs away. And if they hit yeah. those threes, you know, Rutgers has a challenge on the offensive end to get, to get back into the game. You know, you know, Michigan got a pretty big lead, but again, Rutgers, you saw it against Ohio state thought that game was over and they just keep scrapping and they, and they, they'll get back into games. 
But uh, if Michigan, Michigan's counting on coming in and having a good shooting night and they're good shooters. So it's going to be a huge challenge for uh, Rutgers defense to, you know, to stay perfect at home, which, you know, is a lot to expect. I think it's great if they can do it. And I think if they do it, that's enough to get into into the dance. They're 18 and eight and uh, all around. And so 17 and oh at home. And I think it's enough. Uh, for them, even though that that uh, that resume black eye there is is the road record, I still and because again you got you go to Wisconsin, you go to Penn State, and you go to Purdue, and those are all tough places to play against. Still very good teams. I mean, Purdue's down, but they're still good. Wisconsin's not sure. the Wisconsin that you know of, and they're good. And Penn State, well, they're the best team in the Big Ten right now. So those are three yeah. very difficult games in a very difficult conference. Uh, so they've got uh, quite a challenge ahead of them, but you see how you see how they played in the second half against Illinois, and you're thinking, look, listen, this is a team that can beat anybody. Frankly, they really can. They just got to put it all together, and let's see if they can do that. The last uh, the last five games. Yeah, it's um, it's all right there for them. I mean, this the the fan base has been has been waiting forever, and Coach Peichel is again, I think at least one year ahead of, of schedule, maybe even two years. I, I don't think any Rutgers fan that, that really, you know, could consider themselves, you know, seriously thinking going into the season thought that the NCAA tournament was even on the horizon, especially yep. when Eugene Omarui jumped ship yeah. at the end of the season. And he mm-hmm. was the, he was the guy. I mean, he was the glue to the team. When he left, you know, nobody knew what to expect, but, they put it together on the backs of tremendous defense and they're finding guys, like you said, that can score enough points that, um, that they give themselves a chance down the stretch, which is the formula that they've been winning with all season long. And I'll, I'll take your Providence Friars and the point that you made, John, where the idea of your, of your, your roster getting old that you said, you know, and, but let's talk about this realistically. Maryland's younger than Rutgers, Maryland is younger yeah. than Rutgers. A uh, coffee Cockburn for Illinois is a freshman. You know, yeah. no one's saying, Hey, well, let's see you develop. They're like, listen, you're seven foot. You're a monster. Go out there and dominate the game. Players are all different and some need to develop. Others come in right away and dominate. They're not going to get the type of recruits that Duke gets, that Kansas gets, that Kentucky gets, you know, two years and done, what have you. They're not going to get those type of recruits, but at the same time, I mean, they're clicking now. Uh, uh, Akwazi Yaboa is a big part of this team right now. He's a big, he's a foundational player, man. He does all the small stuff and then he gets the big shot. You know, he's not around next year. So they've got a very good team now. So I understand you want to develop and maybe they're ahead of schedule, but you know what? And also talk about Northwestern, you know, with Collins there, uh, they made the tournament two years ago and their trajectory was supposed to be going up. Now, if you go on their, their boards, and, and, and read, you know, the, the, the fans there, you know, the, you know, their concern is that they took a dive after that one year where they went to the, uh, the NCAA. So they're, they're in this league, there's no guarantee. So again, yes, they, they, they are going to develop. They are young, but there's other teams that are young too, just saying they got the, uh, the opportunity now to beat very good teams now and to get into the NCAA tournament. So uh, yeah. man, that's where I'm going with it. I mean, I, I know that they are probably ahead of schedule, but again, uh, they're a team that can win now. Well, that's the goal. That is the goal. And it's, as we said, it's all right there for them. 
I mean, they'll have they'll have Maryland on their home floor, who will probably still be ranked. You know, listen, let's say they stub their toe, they'll be ranked in the top 15. So there's a feather in your cap. They have two opportunities to win on the road, and, and it's not as if they're going to, you know, Michigan State and uh, they're not going to Ohio State anymore. They're going to Wisconsin and they're going to Purdue. Yeah. Their teams, yes, but not the chalk in the conference. So they could win a game at both of those places. Yeah. It would be nice to get one of those. Listen, even if they stub their toe at home in one of these games, it would be really nice for them to win a road game because people will just say, yeah, 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 you're great at home, but you can't do anything on the road. Close but no cigar. They played a lot of close games. Yeah, but did you win any of them? The answer is going to be no. And then when they had the opportunity to play at the Garden, which was basically a home game for them, they didn't win that one either. Yeah. So, you know, people will talk, and, and they'll hold that against them in the seating and all of that well, stuff. Well, frankly, look. So it, let's just go ahead and go out there and get it done. You want to temper expectations, and I understand Coach Peichel saying that as well, and I, and I get it, but the bottom line is, is when you see a team and the potential they have in the second half that you saw against Illinois, how good this team really can be, you know, you get excited, and as a fan, it's hard to temper that, you know what I mean? You, look, yeah. when you're down for a long time, John, you want to get up quick, don't you? I mean, it's yeah. just natural. So, look, the NIT's there, and that's a big step. Uh, but you know, it'll be disappointing if they don't make the NCAAs. It's it certainly. Right. It, it, and it, keep in mind, keep in mind in the win over Illinois, they were without their best player, who was probably a first team all. Oh no question. Yeah, no, no. Illinois struggling. Did not play. Illinois struggling. So he sat on the bench the whole time after he had a bad, looked like a really bad leg injury. Yeah. At the end of the Michigan State win the other day, thank God it's not all that bad. But he was in civilian clothes, so that. You yeah. got to take that into account too. That kid's a stud. He's a stud. He's the best players. There's that. That was definitely a factor, but still, I mean, they played I mean, even with them that that game's maybe a little closer, but Rutgers just played a, a terrific team. They, they it was played just a, well. Yeah. Yes. But that kid, he could be a difference maker. Oh, no question. Point, some shots. Uh, there's no question about that. So, uh, so we'll will you be at the Michigan game Wednesday night? I'll be at the Michigan game Wednesday night. I'll be at the Maryland game to end the season. So, uh, I'll, I'll be locked in really excited about it. And we'll see, uh, we'll see what Rutgers, uh, can do, but I'm telling you, why don't, it's we, a team. why don't we take the more sports now, Jersey hardwood podcast on the road. You want to go to Madison or you want to go to West Lafayette? Oh, that'd be fun. Boy, wouldn't that be great if we can just take off and go to these places. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. I'd love to go out there and then maybe someday, John, maybe someday, Yeah, who knows? but in the meantime, we'll just take a break here and then we'll come back. We'll talk uh, Seton Hall. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast sponsored by LG Insurance. Let's talk Seton Hall. Johnny, 18 and 7, 10 and 3 in the conference. Now, Providence, they go to the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Providence gets a huge lead on them. And then, and then Seton Hall, sure enough, comes back. Providence holds out. So tell us about Alpha Diallo, Johnny. Oh, my goodness gracious. I was watching that. At one point, the score blossomed to 34 to 9. Okay, and I'm getting texts from all of my Seton Hall friends saying, what the heck are you doing to us here? Where is this coming from? And I said, hey, wait a minute. 
Wait, wait, wait. It's still the first half. There's way too much time to go. So, of course, um, they close the first half on a uh, – they, they, sh- they carve 11 points off that lead heading into halftime. So they're only down 14 points now. All right. So – and then they come out in the second half, and here we go. The Friars can't buy a bucket, and Seton Hall can't miss. They cut it to two points on two different occasions and then just could not get over the hump. But I tell you, they, uh, the Friars played really well in the first half, not so great in the second half. The Pirates got off to a terrible shooting start in the first half. Then they do what they do. They grind you in the second half, and they, they make it into a, a half-court game defensively where we can't score, and they're able to shut you down, and they come down, and they that's when Powell starts to take over. The big mm-hmm. problem was that uh, they really couldn't get any help from, uh, from anybody else. Sandro did not have a great game, and uh, the supporting cast was not uh, was not there for him Saturday night. It's now back to back losses for Seton Hall. They lost earlier in the week to a surging Creighton team. Mm-hmm. That was not uh, any you know any big shake. The fact that they lost at home to Creighton, they have uh, they've won seven out of eight. They're really on the move. They've got five quadrant one wins and. They won now at Seton Hall and at Villanova. And, you know, they have an outside chance at the Big East crown. So losing at home to them was not not the biggest problem. What what has been happening recently is that Miles Powell is in a bit of a slump. You know, he's really – he hasn't played all that well his last three games uh, at, uh, at the Rock. He's only hit 13 and 51 shots. He's only averaging 15 points a game. And, they have a bunch of home games left, so that will be something to keep an eye on. Has he finally mm-hmm. sort of hit the wall, or, or can he pick you know, you know, listen, up again? Isn't that the other side of it? So I'm complaining that, that Rutgers doesn't have that go-to guy at the end of the game that's going to get you the shot, and I've mentioned it a number of times. But then on the other side of that, you got a guy, Miles Powell, who's got a lot of pressure on him. The senior on the team, they're really relying on him to be that guy at the end of the game. And so there's there's that too. It's like, wow, I mean, I got to be the guy that carries this. And so if he's slumping a little bit, can he turn around and count on someone like Jared Roden or someone like that to to pick up the slack or Miles Kale, you know? So that's the difference between the two situations there. You got your star player who's got a lot of pressure on him, whereas you, you got another team that's uh, spreading the ball out too. So there's that as well. But listen, they're, you know, they're, they're going to the dance. We know that that's assured, but now it's all about a seeding thing. And if they really trip up toward the end of the season here, or they're just going to go down on that seeding and uh, they don't yeah, want well, that well, because they want a special, you know, special season. You want to put yourself in the best position possible and uh, listen, they got they got to go to Creighton still. They got to go to Marquette. They got Villanova yes. again at home, and uh, they got Butler. Uh, so yes, uh, so they're um, you know it's home. It's at the Rock. It's their next game, but they're uh, you know so they've got a lot of challenges ahead of them. Because again, you know we talk about how good the Big Ten is. The Big East, it's a damn good conference, and you know it's up and down. Just good teams. Absolutely, it'll be interesting to see. As we said, they've lost two in a row. They've got Butler who really stubbed their tail. Butler lost at home to a Georgetown team that had five scholarship players. Mm-hmm. All right. They're missing their best players. And somehow the, uh, the Hoyas were able to go in there and beat Butler. So you got to figure they are going to be smarting coming in to play uh, Seton Hall on Wednesday night. So that, that should really be an interesting game. 
And then on Sunday, they follow that up with St. John's, who dropped a, another tough one last night to Xavier at the Garden. Looked like they had that game won and then couldn't score down the stretch. But you mentioned they have to go to Marquette. They still have Villanova. And uh, they still have to make a trip out to Omaha, which is not a, an easy place to win. So like Rutgers, it's all right there for them. If they want to take care of business, it's all right there. But we'll have to see if they can get it done. Well, Kevin Willard's done a great job. I mean, they've had some injuries and some issues earlier in the season. Um, he got uh, he got the team playing well right out of the jump where you thought after the Rutgers loss that they were really going to be in a tough spot. And he did a terrific job getting that team together and finding finding players on the bench that could contribute. And he's just done a really good job. You got to believe that that Seton Hall will finish strong here. I mean, you know, with with this season being what's considered by many a season that they've got to to win. Although, again, I'll talk about the now again. I mean, it's you know, next year they're going to have a talented, you know, with Miles Powell moving on, they'll still have a lot of talent on that team. But they um but they have an opportunity with a special player like Miles Powell to, to go deep into the tournament. So they really want to finish strong here. You know, it starts with Butler at the rack at the rock and uh, I'm confusing it with the rack here, uh, difference of one uh, letter. Right. And so, uh, yeah, right. you know, so, exactly. so they, they got to go to the rock, which, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's a bowl. They do the, it's a lower half bowl. They fill it. They got good fans, but it's certainly not anything as loud is what you get. I mean, the rack is just another thing. It's just crazy. But um, so yeah. I, I wonder if they really ride that home crowd, Seton Hall, as much yeah. as, you know, you know yeah. some other teams. And you know what, Steve, what came out, which I don't know if it's getting a lot of publicity, but right after the loss at Providence and the post-game comments, Kevin Willard had some shots at his players. I, I heard that. Some tweets. He says, we have some guys here with bad attitudes yeah. right now, to be perfectly honest. When you have a bad attitude and you're pouting about not playing, I'm going with six guys. He right. says, I've got a moody guy that doesn't want to go through practice. It's not what should be happening right now. I'm going to play six guys. That will be it if attitudes don't improve. So that's something to keep an eye on wow. as well. But listen, I, I didn't get the um, coach, I didn't get the I last can tell ta- you as a coach, Steve, it's it's much easier to get on your team after they've lost a couple games in a row than it is after they've won. So I, I can yeah. only imagine what the practices um, on uh, Sunday and Monday, what today, what will, what those will be like. He will be all up in their grills, getting them ready for for Butler. Yeah. Well, I got the first half of the comment that the that guys had bad attitudes, but I didn't hear the rest. And so he really he specified a, a couple of players. Obviously, he didn't name anybody, but he said it was right down to a couple of players, one or two players. He said he's gonna he's gonna play six guys. He's really not happy with how things are going down. Wow! So um, you know, he said guys have some bad attitudes, and so you know he. Well, you got to trust him. He's a, he's a good motivator. He's a good coach. So uh, you got to believe that he's just trying to motivate his team and waking them up for this stretch run, which is really important because you know they want. Speculation, you know, Steve, is that he's referencing Miles Kale, who started the first half against Providence and then uh, did not either did not play very much or did not play at all in the second half. And so he might be the guy that uh, is, you know, the attitude problem. Well, it's important. You know, you got uh, Steve Peichel talking about how is no one cares about their minutes and they share the ball and, you know, you got 10 players. And so 
that there's there's a positive to that. Again, it, it, the only concern there becomes crunch time, as I've mentioned a number of times here, crunch time and and wanting to have to lean on certain players. But he, case you know, Peichel's got his his rotation, and he has certain uh, players on the on the court. Uh, to close out games. And I think yes. what's going on lately now is having Geo Baker and Ron Harper Jr. out there to close out games. Oh, by the way, 91% foul shooting, going back to Rutgers just momentarily. I mean, some of the things yeah. that they, yeah, you they know. say it could be, um, it could be Miles Kale or maybe backup point guard Anthony Nelson is a guy who didn't play very much. Right. So listen, you don't yeah. want to say there's dissension in the ranks, but anytime you don't have, you know, everybody pulling on that rope, well, That's when it starts, when so you we'll start the me, me, me stuff, yeah, when you, when you start uh, worrying about just yourself and, and individual things and, and, and the team thing goes away, I mean, it's a problem. That's probably where, where he's going. He's like, listen, this is a team, yeah. you know, so. Uh, uh, and we will be watching. We got a couple of great games that we will be uh, coming up this week that uh, you'll want to check back with us next week on the Jersey Hardwood podcast because this is the fun time of the year. We really look forward to it. Absolutely is. And so that'll do it for uh, this week's Jersey Hardwood. We're going to have some uh, some guests coming up. We'll have Jerry Recco back on. We'll have Steve Politi back on. And uh, we're excited about that. And, uh, and again, uh, as John just said, it's been a great run. And uh, we'll take it to the finish line. So that'll do it for this week. We'll catch you all next week. And check out our site, More Sports Now. Dot com. We got articles. We got other podcasts as well. So check it out. Bye-bye.